Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 3, Episode 6. Taylor and I talk about the HCC meet, the national meet happening this weekend, and update best times from the past week of the HSR series. Taylor updates his top four teams on the boys and the girls' side, and then we just chat about college basketball for a minute. Cue the Taylor Marshall drop. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. All right. Colin Altavote and Taylor Marshall, two guys with a face for radio and voices for traditional print media. Taylor, it is the unofficial first day of spring. Is it? It is Selection Sunday. Ah, this is true. And you know what? It was freezing yesterday. It was horrible. You and Sounds I like the, the same day in Indiana. And today it's a lot nicer, and then it's supposed to be nice all the next two weeks. So here we are, the, the unofficial first day. It's also daylight losings time. We lost an hour last night. Yeah. I had two Red Bulls already today. Yeah. It's, uh, it's tough. You know, it would be really hard tomorrow morning when we get up and uh, drive to school. Do you know, statistically, there are more crashes, car accidents, right? The day after we uh, spring forward as compared to any other Monday and or the day we fall back. Wow. I, I did. I did not know that. Yeah. You learn something new here every day. Yeah. Kind of a dark stat. Um, Well, we've got a lot of track to talk about. We're two guys that sit on the phone at 10 o'clock at night talking track. So might as well do it into a microphone today. Two various microphones where our uh, different undisclosed locations in central Indiana. Uh, it was a it was a great weekend for the HSR series. Kind of felt like Friday night there was a huge meet, the HCC meet. It was at DePaul, and then there were some meets on Saturday. You and I went to meets on Saturday. Kind of felt like uh, like a basketball game where they played the varsity before the JV when they had the HCC on Friday night. By far the most competitive meet that we've seen this HSR series, or we'll see up until um, the actual HSR finals. Um, what, yeah, super uh, competitive, great performances. We'll get more in depth, uh, kind of event by event there. But um, yeah, you know, it's hard where you've got, you know, such a competitive meet on, on a Friday. And then uh, not to mention the fact that there are two national level meets taking place this weekend. Um, so it kind of pulls teams in all types of directions. Um, but you just got to put your head down and run fast if, uh, you know, you want to get in the top 24. You and I both coach at Carmel. We would have liked to have been in the HCC meet because of how competitive it is. But uh, we, despite our uh, asking, requesting permission to enter the HCC, we're not there. Got a, got a postcard. Mail, mail service is working really well now. Got a postcard from uh, my guy, Brad Rosebrock, who was at the meet. Oh, said, yeah. You know, it said, it's a postcard. Wish you were here. Wish you were here. Yeah. Me, me, me too, B-Rad. Me yeah. too. Um, Shut up, Brad. It was a very competitive meet. They do team score it. And I think while the team score isn't that meaningful outside of that one meet, right? It's not like if you win, you're definitely the number one team in the state. Because the way that the state meet is going to be scored is vastly different than an HSR style conference meet. The Brownsburg boys won, and I do think that really cements them as the top team in the state. And we'll we'll get your uh, we'll get your opinion, your updated Mount Rushmore 
rankings later, see if maybe somebody fell off that Teddy Roosevelt spot and uh, has has put themselves on um, to Mount. A new team has put themselves onto Mount Rushmore. And on the girls' side, a really kind of up and coming overall athletics program. Um, I think they won the state championship in girls' soccer and girls' basketball this year. Uh, so Noblesville girls beat Hamilton Southeastern in a really close one. I kind of go through event, event by event um, in the order that they were at the meet. Uh, in the girls' 60 meter hurdles, Allie Ellsbury from Hamilton Southeastern won in 917. In the boys' 60 meter hurdles, maybe the most valuable athlete in the state, Brownsburg senior John Colquitt wins an eight flat. Not very often, you know, he went eight flat. Not very often we see a sub eight in the 60 hurdles, right? Right. I mean, that's incredibly fast, lowers his best time in the state. Um, you know, it's quite possible then we could look at a sub eight performance from him on uh, March 26th down in Bloomington. You know, if, uh, that, that sounds pretty likely, to be honest. Right. A faster, I mean, a faster surface at IU than, than they have it. I mean, DePaul has a very nice indoor track, but IU's uh, athletic facilities are obviously going to be uh, some of the best in the country. The girls 60 meter dash. Uh, fun fact, this athlete's uh, uncle went to high school with me. I just saw him at a meet. Alana uh, oh. Springer, a senior from Avon, 773. Um, she beat Ella Scally from Fishers. Those are those are two uh, podium level, all state level sprinters. Um, 773 for Alana Springer, 778 for Ella Scally. On the boys 60 meter dash, this was, I think you and I were texting about this. So we, we talk on the phone. We're the only, the only person I talk on the phone with. We're the worst millennials, right? Nobody, nobody talks on the phone anymore. Right. Um, but I think we texted about this on Friday, um, unless I'm confusing you with Ken Browner, who I also text about track with. I can see uh, how you make that. Yes. So, well, you are the last two state championship head coaches in track, correct? On the boys' side, yeah. Yes. Um, Marcus Townsend, a freshman from Avon, 707. What an incredible performance out of a freshman. You know, very rarely do you see a freshman boy run anywhere close to low sevens, right? I mean, I think a, a good freshman boy is giving you, you know, a seven, seven, five, seven, seven. You'd be excited about, hey, this kid, sure. in a couple of years, he gets a little bit older, a little bigger, a little stronger. He's going to be right in the mix. And we're talking about a, a freshman who's gone 707. And, uh, you know, we could see, again, you talk about a faster surface at IU, um, very possible that he goes right under seven flat. I mean, what an incredible uh, talent out of, out of uh, this kid here at Avon. Congratulations. And, and he was 701 in the prelims. So he oh. actually ran a little, a little faster in the, now oftentimes in the sprints, you see faster times in the finals, but that's more like the hundred or even the 200 where you kind of have time to consciously slow down, ease up, cruise into the finish line. I would guess in the 60, if it's only seven seconds, you just run all the way through. Right. It's probably worse for you to actually try and slow down and ease, ease into the finish. Right. In the 3,200. Now we were texting about this. I know that. Yes. 11 girls under 12 minutes in the 3,200. The winner was Elizabeth Barrett from Fishers. She's very good. She's been all state, I believe. 
um, yeah. perhaps in both sports, but certainly in one. I can't remember whether it was cross country or track. Uh, Elizabeth Barrett from Fishers, 1113. She beats Jessica Hegedus of Avon, who ran 1117. Uh, so four under 1130 and 11 under 12 minutes. What do you make of that? Well, you know, you're, you've got great competition. Uh, you've got, you know, there's a lot of back and forth. Is it the HUC is the MIC, who's the more competitive conference in terms of track and field? Um, certainly in terms of cross country, we're talking about distance running here. In terms of cross country, um, you know, HUC would be uh, superior. So you've got really talented athletes and you've got uh, them all together here, ready to go run hard and push each other. And that's the benefit of having this type of highly competitive uh, conference meet, you know, it, it, the HSR series is all about time uh, rather than the IHSAA series, which is about placement for the most part, obviously there's some time component to it, but mostly about placement. Um, so having those top to girls together here to go run fast, run hard, push each other. Um, that's why we see so many under 12 minutes or under 1130 there. Westfield girls, 1130 or sorry, 1128. And 11.56, we were supposed to have a meet with Westfield on Thursday, but it got canceled because it was too cold. But now it's spring, so we won't have any more track meets canceled. Shout out to uh, Westfield's distance coach, Whitney Bevins, friend, friend of the pod. She is. On the boys' side, as crazy as those performances seemed, as deep as it was, I think, I think they were maybe even overshadowed by the boys. The boys had seven under 10, it seems like 10 and 12 are pretty equivalent, right? Yeah. Yeah. But six boys under 940. Asher Probst from Noblesville, 925. He made the state meet last year in the 1600, I believe. William, I think it's Nobby. If not, Brad, just let me know. Or Gabe, let me know how to say it. Um, and Matthew Helton, two juniors from Zionsville. Zionsville could have a contending team next year on the boys' side in cross country next fall or this upcoming fall. Will Marquardt of Hamilton Southeastern, 931. Joel Mumal from Noblesville, 938. And Tate, I think it's Mo from Fishers, um, 939. Uh, Tate from Fishers was all state this cross country season. Um, yeah. So six boys under 940. I think you and I talked about this at the meet um, when we, that we went to on Saturday, we were there, you know, it's an indoor meet, right? It was an HSR style meet. We were there for a long time. And, and Indiana Wesleyan does a great job of um, getting that meet moving. It, it, we had a pretty strict projected time schedule that you and I made, and they, they held right up to that. And we got out of, out of there as quickly as we could. Um, this felt like the first meet of the Super Spike era. Six boys under 940. I actually went through all the previous HCC meets and never was there more than three. And I think that was only once that there were three. Yeah. And usually it's it's one or none that would run under nine. 940 is a really, really competitive time. Yeah. I mean, it's the, you know, it, it's the shoes. I mean, some people say, well, you know, not just high school level, but you watch what's happening collegiately and, you know, people kind of, snarkily say oh, oh here come the it's the shoes comments yes you have to be talented you have to be really strong you have to put the work in but there's no doubt there's an added boost when you put on right. super spikes and and run and that's and and that you know to the point about the girls same kind of thing right i mean we see you know if we 
if we were there and De, at DePaul Friday night, we could look at, look at the shoes and kind of see what the boys and girls are doing. Um, I would guess that similar kind of thing on the girls' side. And that adds to the depth that we see uh, under 12 minutes there. And, and we're not saying this to, to denigrate the accomplishments of these athletes, because like you said, they, you got you to gotta put in the work. But why is it up front? Why is there so much more depth? And I, I think we're going to see this more. And the longer, you know, they've done studies on this and um, they're, they're smashing these records over five and 10,000 meters. I mean, Grant Fisher has broken the, the American records over five and 10,000 meters recently. Um, yeah. Did he break? Did he break Bob Kennedy's 5,000 meter record? I know he broke the 10,000. I'm it, not 100%. Maybe, it's, maybe it was an indoor record. Yeah, I think maybe as you broke the indoor record and got really close to the to the overall record, um, but the shoes are having an impact, and we're both have said that we're we're not necessarily wild about this in terms of people that care about the sport in general, and and care about the participation, but these are also this the shoes cost either one hundred and fifty or one hundred and eighty dollars. And they're really, really hard to find. And sometimes they're going for two or three times that on the secondary market on StockX or whatever. Um, that's not an ad, by the way. Uh, but these are schools that would have families that could afford $200 for a pair of shoes that you're only going to use 10 times. And it would be worth it to them that all of the schools in that conference have, not every single kid, obviously, but have a lot of families that are that are like that. Um, and we coach at a school there. All, all of our kids that ran yesterday or most of them had those, had those spikes. Um, yeah. How we're in the same regional as all of these schools, how great, well, all of them, except for Franklin central, um, how crazy is our, how crazy is our boys regional going to be in the 3,200? Because I, I project, I, you know, I don't know anything for certain, but I project that the two best boys in the regional and the 3,200 didn't run in this race. Right. Based on best times, at least, the, those are the two best boys in that regional that go through that tournament path weren't at that, weren't at the HCC meet, even though we asked. I think that's going to be an incredibly exciting event. I mean, you, you never know like exactly what coaches do as we get down the line. In the, but let's assume that all of the best in the 32 run it, um, especially on that boy side. Um, you you're going to see the state standard is going to be somewhere around that nine seventeen mark. Yeah. It's either nine seventeen or nine eighteen. I, we could see a decent chunk of that field, especially, you know, again, don't know what coaches are going to do, but you have one kid who's been nine Oh five, no, no, eight fifty five, eight fifty five. So if, if he's running it and he's pulling the rest of this fast field along, what, what could we possibly see in terms of the, you know, how many hit under that state standard and how big will that field be at the state finals that, you know, in, in, at IU? Yeah, I, I don't project that more than 27 will make it because that would probably mean that more than three would have to hit it at various regionals across the state. And really the most likely would be more than six hit it at this Lafayette, Jeff. I don't know that that's, that's, what, the I, case, that's what I'm thinking. But I, I know for years and years and years, it was anyone that had ever run under 933 had made it to the state meet. Anyone that had ever run the regional had run, that had ever run under 933 at the regional at the Lafayette Jeff one had made it. And then I think last year, some people ran under 930 and didn't make it. And this year it's like, if all of these guys do it, and I don't, I don't know that they will. So Probst and Moomaw, 
925, 938. They both run for Noblesville. They're both very, very good distance runners. Last year, they made it in the 1600, but maybe they'd rather do the 3200, but they just did the 1600 because the, they had Hickner and, um, oh, his name's escaping me. He goes to Lipscomb. Who's the other Cole, star? Cole Kimmel. Kimmel, yeah. So Hickner and Kimmel did the 3200. And so Probst and Mumal might have just did the 1600 because that was where the opening was. Right. And same thing with there's a, a, a kid that goes to Carmel that probably would have done the 3200, but he was, you know, we had two scoring boys. And so he ran the 1600. And so maybe he's in it and it could, yeah, the field could balloon there. Uh, the well, the R- days of running a mid 930s in that regional and going to stay are over. I mean, it's just. Well, right. And if you go through the, the Hamilton County sectional, you're going to have to run faster than that, likely. Now, Zionsville isn't in that one, but all of the Hamilton County teams are all in the same sectional. Now, seven can make it through, but you're going to need to run probably under 940 to make it out yeah. uh, because Hamilton Southeastern, uh, Zionsville, Carmel, Noblesville, most all of those schools probably will have more than two guys. So even if the better, the best guys run the 1600, they have third and fourth best guys that can run under 940. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be tough to make it, to make it out of those. The R in HSR does stand for relays. Let's quickly go through the relays. And these were a lot of state best times um, and, and a lot of depth. You know, in some of these relays, I think all the teams that finished are now in the top 24. Uh, and, and top 24 will qualify for the HSR finals. Brownsburg girls won the four by two in 145. Zionsville a close second. Brownsburg boys won the four by two in 131. And we'll get into which of these were state's best times um, a little later in the podcast. Zionsville girls won the four by four in 407. Hamilton Southeastern girls were second in 408. I do know that Zionsville, that is the number one time in the state. So before right. this weekend, it was, uh, it was Carmel 408. Zionsville runs 407. On the boys' side, Fishers, 331. Fishers is interesting. They have the best, um, at least the top returner. I think there could be some debate as to whether he is the best 400 runner in the state. Um, but they ran 331. And if they've got the names here, the names may not be accurate. The order is even less likely to be accurate. But if that is to be believed, Kiefer Sengen did run the anchor leg there. Um, Brownsburg was 332. I don't know if I said that yet. I'm going the order they're listed, not the order they were run now at the meet. Uh, Noblesville girls, 953 with a 14 second win over Westfield. Very impressive. And we're a big, we're a big Westfield podcast. On the boys' side, Westfield boys, 808. And that is noteworthy. Um, now the names on here are correct because uh, they tweeted out what their splits were. I love when programs do that. I always tweet out what our splits are because yeah. the, the splits are probably more meaningful than the overall time. Um, they ran 808 and they did not run Kai Connor, who's run 154, if not 153. So if you take out their 205 leg and put in a 155, now we're, you know, you're looking at 758. I think that's a contender for the HSR finals. Um, Avon boys were second, 813, also a very competitive time. Girls DMR, Franklin Central girls won 1251. Very close for what is a 4,000 meter race. 
Yeah. Uh, Noblesville girls second in 12.53. So Noblesville had a very good day in the distance relays. 9.53 and 12.53. Yeah, those are both very impressive. And the boys DMR is a good team. Hicks, Knight, Dubois, Satterfield, 10.32. They won by nine seconds over Franklin Central. So Franklin Central, good good showings in the uh, in the DMR. Yeah. What sticks out to you on that? Um, what sticks out, uh, a couple things. Zionsville winning the 4x4 four four and taking the top uh, time in the state uh, away from Carmel. The, those two teams saw each other the first weekend of the HSR series um, where Carmel edged out Zionsville, and now Zionsville has retaken that. So that'll be a good matchup, assuming they all run the best girls at the HSR finals and kind of see where they stack up. Um, like you mentioned, a really strong performance out of the Noblesville distance girls uh, to take over there to, you know, I mean, that was, those are strong times, especially on that uh, four by eight. And then you mentioned uh, the Westfield boys, um, you know, are, are now contenders. If they put Kai Connor in uh, at the HSR finals, they'll be right up there. I with, would imagine uh, they would. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they'd be right up there with uh, what's likely to be Columbus North and, and Carmel and, and, you know, possibly one one other team. So uh, I think one of their guys uh, anchored or their anchor leg ran a 155. Yeah. So their splits, Josh, well, I assume that their coach was is the one running the Twitter, uh, led off in 201, 205s, including a freshman 205, which has got to be exciting if you're um, whose uh, cousin goes to our school. And um, and then and then Lacomic, Colin Lacomic, shout out Collins, um, anchored in 155. Incredible. So and we actually so so Carmel and Westfield ran 808, and then Carmel ran 807 the next day, and we can we have those splits, we can compare them. I don't have Columbus North splits from their um, meet, but they were, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Another big meet right now, going on, finishing up. New Balance Nationals, there were quite a few Hoosiers there. Uh, Reese Sanders, one of the big stars in the state, she goes to Cathedral. She was certainly the biggest reason, not the only, but the biggest reason as to why Cathedral won the state championship last year. On the girls' side, she was second in the pentathlon. What are the five events for the pentathlon indoors? Five events for the pentathlon are the uh, 60 hurdles, the long jump, the shot put, the high jump, and the 800 meter dash. So I would imagine that 60 hurdles, maybe the long jump and the 800 would be her strengths, right? Yeah, so she placed, and this is in the pentathlon. So in the pentathlon uh, competition, she placed first in the 60 hurdles with a 914, which is not her PR by the way, in the 60 hurdles, but still a strong performance, obviously. Um, she placed, uh, well, let's we'll say that one for last. She, she was fourth in the long jump at a 16 feet, six inches. Uh, fourth good, in the good, but not, not competitive, not um, comparably as good as, say, her hurdles. Correct. Or yeah. her 800, which we'll get to. Right. Very good. Uh, fourth in the shot put, that was uh, 31 feet, four inches, which is, you that's know, a good, that's a good toss. That's, that is. I mean, that really is uh, very impressive. And then uh, she was eighth in the high jump. Uh, four feet eight inches which again is, is not by any means a bad jump i mean eighth right, place right that's you're, you're, she's not too far off that five foot what did what did she get in the shot out of all the competitors um it looks like she was fourth okay which i guess 
it's not like you're throwing the shot against actual throwers, right? You're throwing them against other good all around athletes, but 31 feet. I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so shocked by that. I'm so impressed. Yeah. Very impressive. And then she ends with uh, winning the 800 and uh, a smooth 220 and change. And I it's mean, not I, like she had, well, I guess she had to, cause she's probably chasing points, but yeah, certainly it's not like, she probably won that by a ton, right? She's not being pushed. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, and incredible. That, that might be. And the 800 I mean, is what? Her like fourth best event, maybe? Well, that's what I was going to say. That might be her best performance here in the pentathlon just because um, that's just not the type of athlete she really is. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Right. Clearly, she is. She ran a 220. That's not, that's not. Uh, uh, well, she's, she was the state champion in the 300 hurdles and the four by four. Yeah. And, you know, you know, my whole thing about, especially the girls 300 hurdles, but the boys as well, which is if you can do the 300 hurdles, you can probably also do the 800. There's a lot of similarities there. Sure. Yeah. So, um, and that was good for a national runner up. So congratulations to Reese Sanders. And I think that's what she's going to Notre Dame for is, yeah. is um, outdoors. It's the heptathlon and it, it may be indoors as well in college. I'm not sure. Um, Boys distance, Krishna Thirunavukarasu, 9.08. Now that's a converted 3,200 from his full two mile, which would have been like uh, 9.11, maybe 9.12. Um, I didn't see exactly what place he got. He was in one of the, he wasn't in the fastest section, but he also came back then and ran 14.42 for 5,000 meters. And I did see mile split had said, according to their records, that's the fastest indoor. Now, this is obviously not a contested event very often, but that's the fastest indoor 5K they've ever seen from a Hoosier high schooler. Yeah, um, I, and I guess that's I an impressive that. time. Yeah, very, very fast. Uh, and uh, like you said, that's something they just outside of maybe these national level meets that, you know, uh, boys and girls just don't really experience in the state of Indiana. We don't really see that um, right. at all. Um, I'm looking up, uh, so Krishna was 28th overall, overall. in the uh, championship division of the two-mile. So that, boy, a lot more people went out there to compete than I would have thought if 908 for 3,200 meters was only good enough for 28th. Yeah. Uh, we did have a couple national champions, Ramaya Elliott, and what's probably her second best event or second best distance. Um, although this is what she chose to do at the national meet. Uh, she won the 200 and she was also, now this is not her best event. She was sixth, sixth in the country, qualified for the finals and finished sixth there in the 60. Yeah. Seven, four, eight was her 60 times. So that lowers her state best uh, right now. And then her, she ran a 23, three, four in the uh, 200 to win. I believe she's going to Florida next year. Yes. And Florida just won the national championship in women's indoor track and field. And Samira Killebrew, who I, I believe Elliot ran against as a freshman, I think they were in high school. I think they overlapped by one year. Is that not the case? I, yeah, I think it was just the one year. Um, is currently at Florida, and she was All-American in the 60. Correct. That, now, that is her best event. Uh, another national champion, Brian Stevens from Warren Central, and he did that in the high jump, which is his best event, but he's good at a lot of events. He made the state meet last year in the pole vault as well. Yeah, I think he was just under seven feet. 
Yeah, I think it was, I think I saw 611. 611 and change, yeah, yeah. Um, in the 800, Kaylee Polizza of Valparaiso, 208 high, that got her third, and it also broke her indoor, Indiana indoor state record. Uh, Gretchen Farley from Park Tudor, 209 mid, and that was good for sixth. So two Hoosiers in the top six of the 800. Yeah. Well, we should also mention like for Farley, she she doubled 16.8 and her, mm-hmm. her 1,600 or I, I might have been the full mile. Uh, I think they're in the full mile, but it yeah, was a, a 453 in change. So um, really, really strong weekend out of Farley. Yeah. So like you mentioned, 453 for the full. So we're looking at maybe, you know, 451, 452 for 1,600. Yeah. Um, and then Kennedy, uh, her teammate, Sophia Kennedy, 456 for the full mile and Addison Canablo of uh, Homestead, 456. So another 456 in the full mile. So how many, how many girls have broken five minutes for 1600 at this point? I believe we're at seven. I think that's the number that stands out going into um, the HSR series. I think we're at seven. And that's, you know, most years, that's about how many we'd have all year, even. It, it is seven. Just to run through that list again, it's Farley, Ranta, Sorencion, Wiley, Polizza, Canablo, and Sutherland. Yep. So seven already by March 13th. All right, let's take a break. Okay, we're back. We're going to go through, there were uh, quite a few states best from this week, which makes sense because there's only been two weeks, right? So this is the second of three weeks for qualifying. Uh, the top 24 marks in each event of those that declare will then race in the finals or compete in the finals at, uh, at Indiana, at IU on March 26th. But these are new states best. Um, and the boys side, uh, that's flipped to what we should do. Let's do girls first. On the girls' side, Rachel Maringer of Forest Park has a new best time in the 60 hurdles. Ramaya Elliott from North Central, which we mentioned, new top time in the 60. Brownsburg's time from the HCC meet we spent time on earlier um, in the 4x2 is the state's best. Zionsville's 4x4 at the same meet past Carmel. Uh, so Zionsville number one in the 4x4 at 4.07. The state's best time in the distance medley relay so they these girls ran on tuesday raced on tuesday and then they went to new york city and raced this weekend uh park tutors twelve thirty six is actually the number one time now park tutors going to be there's a small school and a big school park tutors obviously a small school so they won't get to race these other teams that have the top times in the uh, large school division for the girls dmr so park tutor twelve thirty six. they ran that on tuesday columbus north set a new um large school time 1241 on Friday and then Carmel uh, shout out 1238 on Saturday to eclipse uh, Columbus Norris mark uh, Shelby Wingler of Center Grove also has uh, the best toss in the shot now 41 feet 11 and three quarters of an inch anything there anything that sticks out most of it already talked about right yeah, uh, well, let's let's do the the shot then because uh, throwing over forty feet already in the, in the shot put is is really a, a strong uh, showing here uh, in in early March and um, you know in a in a previous life I hosted a 
thrower showcase and got to see Shelby Wingler throw a couple times. And, and, uh, you know, she's doing a great job here. I believe she's a senior now, but, uh, you know, over 41 feet is really, really strong. Um, and then, you know, like you mentioned the park tutor girls, uh, for, for such a small, small school to have two really talented athletes, uh, you know, really carry the load on that relay. And then two other, you know, solid pieces to complement. um, you know, 1236 is a, is a really legitimate time. And the, they've got the perfect DMR team, right? Cause they've got two all American nationally elite distance runners. So one runs the 12, one runs the 1600 and that's 70% of the relay. Right. Uh, new States best on the boys. We talked about Krishna and the 3,200. That is now the, uh, the best 3,200. Um, well, it's converted from two miles, but, uh, he's the best of, um, anyone eligible to compete this year. And it's certainly the best because uh, the, the times from nationals, I guess, do count for HSR. So they're right. on direct athletics. So those, those times count. Now there's no, there's no mile or 800. There's no 1600 at the, um, at the HSR finals. So the times from the mile won't, won't matter. Uh, Josiah, speaking of part tutor, Josiah Rogers has the top time in the 60 dash. Now, again, they're in the small school division. Brandon Wheat of Center Grove has the best big school time in the 60. And I think we did finally get, we'll get into this as you update your, uh, your final four. Here we go, Selection Sunday. As you update your, your top four, your uh, contenders on the boys' side and the girls' side for the outdoor state meet. But seeing some stuff from Center Grove might have helped clarify that for you. Yeah. Uh, Colquitt from Brownsburg, uh, 60 hurdles, eight flat, which we talked about. Plainfield in the four by two now has the best time. Center Grove uh, ran the same time that Plainfield did, just separated by 10. So Plainfield 130, Center Grove 130, Brownsburg 131, Carmel and four other teams at 132. So those were the top four right now. And I think we may talk about a lot of those schools here soon. Uh, Plainfield, Center Grove, Brownsburg, Carmel, top four in the four by two. Fishers, off of the strength of um, one of the best overall athletes in the state, 331 in the four by four. That was at that HCC meet. Plainfield, also 331. Bloomington North, Bloomington North was second last year in the four by four at the state meet. Um, so Fishers, Plainfield, and Bloomington North, 331. Brownsburg, here they are again, 332. Columbus North, 805. Uh, Reese Kilbarger Stump, their star distance runner, was not listed in the four that's not always accurate but i can tell you in this case that it was that he did not run so so columbus north 805 without their best guy uh carmel 807 um we talked about westfield's 808 with their their splits were 201 205 205 155 carmel splits for 807 208 204 two flat 154 so two pretty close teams there um Westfield obviously has a sub to make, which we talked about, and perhaps Carmel does as well. Stay tuned. Uh, field events. We talked about the field events a lot last week when Josh and I did the kind of weekly recap. Um, those remained unchanged. Yeah. Well, what stands out to me? Plain field. You want to dive into this? Okay. So that's that's a that's a good tease there. Your your thing this uh, this season. In, in cross country, it was semi-states, right? Every time you came on, we went through the semi-states. Right. Um, who are your, do we do every, like the, the six best for every semi-state that you were projecting every time, like once every three weeks or whatever? 
I think that sounds right. Um, now your thing is Mount Rushmore. Who are the top four teams on the Mount Rushmore on the the you know the big mountain in South Dakota? Who are the top four teams on the boys and the girls side? It's a girls' first year, so do you want to go through those? Has it changed at all, or maybe a little bit? We can uh, yeah, we can recap them here. You want me to start with one or start with four? Start with yeah. Well, what's got the most discussion? The most discussion is probably at four, right? Most discussions at four. So I'll start. Okay, with four. so actually, let's go. For the girls, let's start at one if that's unchanged. And for the boys, yeah. let's start at four. Okay, so again, let's start at number one. The outdoor state meet in mind, right? Which was is a very different format than the HSR series, right? Uh, but the number one team is still North Central, right? They have the best uh, athlete on the uh, girls' side. And uh, she became a national champion this uh, today, I think it was. Uh, and they, they have, they have Ramaya Elliott and none of the rest of us do. Yeah. Right. It's the old uh, Jeff Van Gundy thing. Jeff Van Gundy goes to Greg Popovich in the 1999 NBA finals, lock in, lock out shortened season. And he goes to Van Gundy goes to congratulate Popovich. Popovich from Indiana. It's all the time back. Uh, just set the all time NBA wins record. Um, and, you know, Van Gundy says to Popovich, like, hey, congratulations. You know, it's a great series, whatever. And Popovich says, He's known for his honesty. He says, well, you know, the difference was we had Tim Duncan and you did. And I can see Mark Hayes getting to say that to whoever the state meet. Well, we had Ramaya Elliott and you didn't. There we go. It's, uh, it's what it takes, right? So uh, one North Central, two Northrop, right? Um, again, if we talk about just really talented athletes, TJ McKenzie, maybe the, the second uh most valuable on the on the girls side right in terms of the points you can bring at the state meet uh three of all the contending teams for sure correct yeah three zionsville um they've they've been in that conversation throughout um then we get to the four and and four is sort of a little bit more wide open right we'll talk about this on the boys side where i feel like the the boys teams are are the going to be the boys teams the girls it's a little closer. It's a little tighter. It may not quite, you know, score the same number of points. So it's open to a lot of other teams. Um, and uh, I'll give you kind of this who's in the scenario for the fourth um, kind of an alphabetical order here. Right. But Avon has had a strong showing the past few weeks and they've got one of the best sprinters in the state. Right. Sprinters, uh, strong sprinters are more valuable than strong distance runners. Correct. Because you can, you can run more events. Brownsburg, we've talked about them before on here, right? How excited I am with their, again, sprints, hurdles, jumps, right? Um, Carmel, they've kind of worked their way in the conversation with some strong showings. If you look at the- We've uh, kind of worked our way in the conversation. Trying to stay, trying to stay neutral here, man. Okay, well, you, 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 didn't, you uh, certainly didn't return that direct deposit on Friday. Oh, yeah, that's true. I want to keep that. Um, we've worked our way in the conversation here um, with a strong showing and the four by two and four by four, right? So kind of developing some things that might happen down the line. We'll have to see. And obviously the, uh, you know, DMR ran well um, Saturday. So something there. Uh, HSE, right? HSE is always in the conversation. Always in the mix. And, uh, you know, they had a, a pretty strong showing at the uh, HCC meet on the girls' side and were just uh, edged out there at the end. And then again, another team that's always in the mix is Warren, right? Yep. Um, so, you know, I feel good about keeping them in that conversation. So again, why, why so many teams that could be in that fourth place? Well, because 
I don't think the, I think if you hit, may not even have to hit 40 points on the girl side to win this year. It, it may not take that. It may take 36 points. They might get it done. Um, and that's why, you know, the, the doors open for some of these other teams to get in there on, you know, of, of all of those teams that you mentioned for fourth, which one do you think is the most, not that it's likely, but which of those is the most likely to win? Which team has the highest upside that you think could win out of all those? Avon. Avon, Avon girls. Really? Uh, I would, I'd say Warren. Well, maybe, but uh, there's, I still, there are a couple question marks on Warren. So like, let's girls who maybe haven't competed yet that I want to see and, and maybe, right. We'll, right. Maybe okay. we'll see them. Uh, boys side, let's go four to one, four to one. All right, here we go. Number four. This is, the t- this is the Teddy Roosevelt spot. This is for ranking the presidents on Mount Rushmore, right? Teddy, you, yeah. qu- quick aside before we get to Plainfield. I always thought it was weird. Did we talk about this last time about the Mount Rushmore about it's weird that Teddy Roosevelt's on it? Well, not necessarily. Cause like it. Right. Right. So I was, when I was younger, I was always like, that's not the Roosevelt that I would, you would think of as being on that. Right. But why? So you're the, you're the U S history teacher. Why is Teddy Roosevelt on Mount Rushmore of the, of the presidents? He's certainly not one of the four most famous presidents. Not one of the four most famous presidents. Um, certainly not as famous as his cousin, but uh, the conservation, right. Yeah. Talking about conservationist and um, you know, the work in the national parks program and things like that um, that helped create the type of Mount Rushmore. So that's, you got to put him on it. You got to put him on there. But he's he's the fourth guy on there. He's the fourth guy on there. It's hard. Yeah. He's not, he's not going to surpass Lincoln or Jefferson. Or, right. Right. Or Washington. So that's it. So, um, but look, Plainfield is is the the fourth team here. Um, so what what do you like about Plainfield? Uh, Plainfield, look, they have uh, state meet points. I'm seeing. If we want to, let's go through this on direct athletics. Right. Let's take a look and see what Plainfield has to offer. Well, right now on the large school division. They have a sprinter, Connor Maple, right, who's ranked third in the 60 at a 698, right? So he he was he's a senior. He's been around. He did well last year. So like, he might score in the 100. Uh, yeah, he could score in the 100, right? Um, they've got another guy, right? So we start to think about, okay, who could, Connor scores potentially in the 100, maybe the 200, however that kind of works out. Then we look at a few other guys. They've got one at 19th. Uh, in the 60 at a 708 and then one at 31st at 716 i'm here in four by one potential right there right, right. especially when you have a no, stuff n- no four by one indoors but there's a four by two are they good at that are they good at that well let me tell you how good they are at the four by two they're ranked first in the large school division so that sounds pretty good to me yes they're good okay confirmed what one of their top uh sprinters in the 60 also comes back in the hurdles right uh harrison herbick uh hopefully i'm saying that last name correctly um but he's ranked uh, side for fifth in the, in the hurdles right now in the so maybe could score in the 110s outdoors could score in the 110s right they have a freshman who's gone sub nine here in the in the 60 hurdles which is also very impressive so we'll see you know as he gets going throughout the season could he potentially you know, I'd be another yeah, prob- probably a year too early for him, right? As a freshman, maybe too early. Yeah. But again, four by two, right? Number one, but we're talking outdoors. I hear a lot of four by one, right? Well, hey, yeah. what's my favorite event in track and field? Maybe the four, four by four. By four? four? What is that the, everyone's like, favorite event? That's my favorite event. Is that yours? But yeah. What, what else is there? Oh, four by eight. Yeah. Four by eight. I, I kind of thought you might say four by eight. Uh, second favorite event, four by eight. But uh, Plainfield ranks second right now in the four by four behind Fishers. 
uh, by eight one thousandths of a second. Nope. Well, and we we know why. So why do they have top times in the four by two and the four by? I mean, this isn't the only reason why, right? There's four reasons as to why a team would have the best time in the four by two and the four by four. But there's very one key thing tying those two relays together, right? Yes, they have a they have the best. Uh, by best, I mean the guy who's ranked top of the indoor leaderboards as of right now in the 400, right? Um, and his name is Nair Nawash Campbell um, out of Plainfield, who I got to see run down at the University of Kentucky uh, back in uh, mid-November, sorry, mid-February, and he ran a 48-6-1. So um, he's he he could win the 200 and the 400. It's hard to do that. It really is. The 400 takes a lot out of you, but he, he could score he could score 15 or more in those two events. Yeah. I mean, he really could. Right. So, um, you know, that I think they've really kind of worked themselves into that conversation. Oh, Hey, what oh, else? Crap. On the track. It is track, track and field, right. Uh, they have the number two high jumper in the large school division in Bode or Bodie uh, Gilkerson. He's a junior. He's jumped six, eight. And right I think now. he scored last year. Yep. He got to have a, a guy who's jumped, uh, you know, 510. He's ranked side for 18th, right? So, um, you know, the HSR series, they take 18 in the pole vault and the high jump, but they take the ties. So it's quite possible he'll get another chance to jump. Uh, obviously, there's this weekend, but I mean, at, at the uh, HSR finals right there. Um, they have a uh, Ronnie Moore, a junior who is tied for 10th at 13 feet, even there in the pole vault. Um, and they have a, a long jumper who, uh, well, they're two guys who are just over 20 feet um, with one knocking on that 20 foot door. So um, when you're talking about a pretty balanced team, I mean, that playing field may not be this traditional powerhouse in track and field, but they look really strong. I think you were going to say this and I cut you off. The tough part for playing field is going to be their regional, right? They go through the yeah, line. Well, that was that was more editorial i i didn't i didn't mean for that to be part of the podcast that was me as the coach of carmel being like oh crap it's gonna be hard to get through in some of these events because they're so good three yeah. teams make it out so yeah yeah but no i mean the it, but look they they are going to be in contention in all of these events that i've just noted they're at the regional and uh i mean they that's why they've made well, my mount rushmore that you you took what I said off the cuff and actually made a good point of it, which is three, I'm, I'm guessing here, three of you, three of the four serious contenders on the boys side are coming through in the same regional and are in a lot, right? So Brownsburg, Plainfield, Carmel, four by one and four by four. These are, these are schools that have sprinters, sprint depth, but you got to make it through on those things. And it's not like those are the only schools in that regional that have a strong four by four or four by one um, or, or 400, you know, those, those are schools of 400 runners. Like it's going to be tough to make it out and you're going to have to be on it two weeks in a row. The thing that would get me kind of excited, uh, you know, which for the very point you just mentioned, talking about like a four by one, for example, right. That's a chance to run fast and getting that fast heat at the state meet where most of the medals come from, you know, you can score in the four by one out of the second fastest heat that happens every year. But if you, if you're really thinking about big points out of this, you want to be in that fast heat. And if you've got fast competition to run next to, 
then that really helps. And then we could get into that whole idea of you hit the state standard, you get to go, even though there's a lot of depth there at the regional. So uh, Plainfield, uh, incredibly impressive. Uh, and, you know, like you said, they, they did well last year and they return a lot of guys and they, they're rolling right now. So Plainfield is my number four. Teddy Roosevelt. All right. So number three. So this would be Thomas Jefferson, right? Thomas Jefferson, Center not, Grove. Not in the way that they're ordered on Mount Rushmore, but in terms of their presidencies, right? They'd be. Yeah, and your and your ranking of the presidencies, then he would be yes of the Mount Rushmore ones, right? Yeah, uh, Center Grove, right? So we talked a lot about Center Grove uh, again. Sprints, hurdles, jumps, they got it. They got and good distance guys. runners. Yep. So, so now, I don't know if any of them are going to score, but I, you know, I think Parker Mimbella would have a chance to score in the thirty-two hundred. Chance to score there potentially, a, a or four maybe by they eight. put their guys together in the four by eight, run seven fifty. You know. Yeah, that that's probably going to be good to possibly be third or or. That was last year, third yeah. or fourth. Uh, second team, th these top two haven't haven't really changed. Carmel, right? Uh, Abraham Lincoln, Abe Lincoln, right there. That's a good pick. I like Abe Lincoln. Uh, and then uh, Brownsburg at number one because Brown George Washington. When you talk about wanting to or how you score the, the points to win at the state meet, um, they're just so loaded with sprints, hurdles, jumps. They have uh, who one of if probably the, again we talk about. Ramai Elliott on the on the girl side being kind of the the MVP, if you will, in terms of like bringing the the points at the state meet. Then uh, Brownsburg has uh, has the same here, and, and Mr. Colquitt. So let's let's quickly go through each of those other three teams. You know, presidential comparisons aside, what do you like set outdoor state meet? What do you like about Center Grove? Um, I like Center Grove. Look, they have a great sprinter, right? A kid who will score in the one and the two. Brandon Wheat. Um, you know, the four by one will be strong, right? They're always able to piece together uh, the relays, the four by four, right? Historically has been good at, uh, <clears throat> at Center Grove. So, you know, I really like that. I like the uh, big uh, point potential out of a couple Carmel athletes, right? Uh, depending on what uh, happens with, you know, Cole Matisse, for example. Wait, wait, wait. Let, let, let me go back. I'm gonna, let me do devil's advocate for all these teams. Okay. Some bulletin board material, Snapchat material, screen, sorry, screenshot material is what we called it. Uh, okay. So center growth, you said you like, you like sprints, sprint depth, right? Yep. Depth doesn't score points. You've got to be a star. They've got a star, but he's a star in events that are volatile, right? The 100 and 200. Sure. But he's also, they also have, uh, you know, the fourth best, hurdler right on the large school division right now another, another really volatile event and the 60 uh but the depth uh, you know i'm talking well the four by two is ranked second right now and you know you could tell me that you got guys who go out there and could run so four by one volatile one. event you practice that baton handoff and you get that stick around the track they're going to score some points okay this is this is what i'm going to do for all these teams including my own team and then okay. i want your rebuttal okay all right let's okay carmel what do you like about carmel well, like I said, besides, you got, besides the direct deposits, well, that's that's the number one thing I really like about them. Um, but you know, I, look, I, they're the defending state champions, right? Carmel won by quite a few points last year. Okay. Uh, you all know, those guys graduated. Well, not all of them. Cole okay. come back, okay. right? You've got uh, you got a really strong uh, four by four uh, returning, right? Um, all those guys graduated. Hang on, hang on. Okay, Let's look okay. at what's happening in March right now, right? That, you know, Carmel will, will be right there in the mix at the HSR finals in the four by four, right? Carmel currently has the what makes number. makes you think that way? Oh, I told you that, so that's how. That helps when you know somebody at the school. 
the four by two is currently ranked uh, fourth, right? Um, you know, we've seen a really strong performance out of the four by eight, right? And we know that Carmel has great distance depth and has historically done very well in the four by eight. And, you know, they will be contenders again in the, you know, in the podium sense, right? So they're going to be a podium four by eight, I'm sure. Um, they have the best distance runner in the state, Cole Matisson, right? So we could see, you know, just what exactly happens with Cole and what's best for the team down the line. They also have an incredibly strong distance runner in Charlie Schumann, um, a senior, right, um, who will contribute there. Um, and, you know, a couple other pieces that can come together, right? So, you know, what can Carmel bring? And uh, the throws, right? Uh, can we get, you know, kid throwing discus outside that can score, right? Um, what do the pole vaulters look like? Again, these are questions you think about, you know, where can they be uh, come first weekend of June? Okay, so here's devil's advocate. Carmel, contender for the state championship, right? Certainly helps at least. Who's Carmel's most valuable athlete? Well, so there's an obvious answer here. Well, yeah, maybe it is Matisse, but he, okay. So, but he's a distance runner. You can't run that. You can't score that many points in the state. Me. If a distance uh, runner can't, he might be able to. <laughs> no, look, I, again, it depends on what you decide to do with him. But the, the point is, you can have a kid like him to go score uh, potentially 16, 18, 20 points on a great day. Uh, that he, you know, he, he may be able to bring that home. And then again, if you're, if you're getting over that 40 point mark, you know, he's halfway there, he's pushing almost halfway anyway. Right. Not to mention this, the sprint side, right. Or like I said, you know, could, could you, your thrower go out there in, in the discus, which is, I believe his better event of the two, um, which we won't see obviously until we get outside, um, you know, could he go out there and score? Right. Um, you know, I, again, it's a well-coached team of a lot of really talented athletes uh, and, but I, I, they're really strong. They're going to be in the mix. I like Brownsburg just a hair better right now. So what you'd say about Carmel, I mean, devil's advocate on Carmel would be, this is a school distance runners, potentially the two best guys, the two highest placers in their events are distance runners. And you're just, you're limited at that point, right? That you, you can transfer those two distance runners to sprints, jumps, hurdles, they'd be worth more points. They'd be worth more points, but fourth in the four by two right now tells me that there's enough in the sprints, hurdles, jumps that could get it done. Um, what do you like about Brownsburg? Uh, Brownsburg has the best uh, best boy right on the uh, you know in terms of getting prepared for the state meet right um, where you've got a kid who will go out there and he's likely to win the one tens. Uh, although he's got some competition coming from Knox from Zionsville, but you know he could potentially win the one tens. Uh, Three under hurdles as well contribute on. Uh, four by one, right? Uh, remember, their four by two is currently ranked third in the state, right? I believe Cole Quick long jumps and long jumps very well. So uh, you've got that going for you right there. And, uh, you know, just overall depth they've developed in the in the sprints, hurdles, jumps area. Their four by four is ranked fourth in the state right now. The four by eight uh, is 10th. So could the four by eight get just a little bit better and find their way and to score a couple points, right? You don't have to have a lot. You just have to win by one point, right? I know somebody who was able to do that. That's all it takes, right? So they could contribute a couple right there. Um, you know, especially you know, depending on how teams figure their four by eight relay, right? Which of those best boys are going to focus on the relay versus the individual events? 
Um, and then, you know, how fast will the four by eight be, right? We noticed that it wasn't quite as fast last year as it's been in the past. That opens the door for, for some more teams to kind of be in that consideration. And, and Brownsburg is going to be one of them. So they could potentially get that done, right? They have a high jumper right now who's fifth in the state, 6'3". They have another high jumper, right, who's tied for eighth in the state at 6'2", right? Yes, volatile events. I understand that. But that might be the key uh, to helping them out. Okay, so tying this back to the uh, the presidents, Abraham Lincoln said that a, a good a good orator, a good debater, can go and argue his opponent's points. You do devil's advocate against Brownsburg. Devil's advocate advocate against Brownsburg is that they're going to rely on one dude who's got to really carry them. He's got to have Colquitt's got to have a really good day. They're, they don't have enough to spread it all around. I mean, they've got pieces that are complementary, right? But th they need him to do really well, right? Um, and if, you know, unfortunately, if that weren't to happen, then, then they're not really in the conversation, right? Uh, but that's a, lot of, that's a lot on one kid to ask. I personally think he can get it done, but we'll see what happens. That's why you run the races. It's so exciting to have real, a real track season back. I can't, I, I cannot overstate, like I, we're what, 13 days away from the HSR finals? Yes. I can't freaking wait. I cannot, yeah. like, I cannot wait. So much. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it would be great. I'm really excited about it. And then, you know, like you said, the weather looks really good this week for those outdoor meets that might be on your schedule. We got one Tuesday. Fisher's Carmel. Shout your, out. Girls going to Fisher's. Girls are going to Fisher's. Boys Some girls hosting Fishers at Carmel. What'd you say? Some girls are going to UND for an HSR meet on Tuesday evening, but uh, others are going to Fishers. Yeah. I um. So and you you've been a head track. We're both assistant. We both coach the distance runners in our schools. You've been a head track coach, right? And I have nothing to do with scheduling. Whatever. I just you know. Um, well, I guess that's not entirely true. I came up with the showcase meet. Um. Man, I. I. I HSR meet during the week. It's, that's tough. That's tough. It is tough. Fr not yeah. Friday's not during the week, right? I, I don't mind a Friday night track meet. It's not. What, what else would you possibly want to do on a Friday night, right? Like, I can't think of anything. I, I really like. I, I can't. I wouldn't want to do it every Friday night for fifty-two nights a year. But like, that's about the best thing you could do. Forty-eight of them, maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, the week of Christmas might take it off. Um, yeah, I just I that wasn't in the rundown, but man, yeah. it's, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for some real some real track. Um, miscellaneous minute selection Sunday. It's first day of spring, unofficial first day of spring. I'm excited. Here we go. No, I, uh, so you follow. I'm more of a professional basketball guy. You follow college. I used to be in, into college basketball when I was in college, and I just kind of lost it. I'm not going to go on my four minute IU men's basketball rant unless you. You know, you, you know how to get me going. So if you really want me to, to do it, go, go ahead. And, um, but yeah, college basketball, go ahead. Well, you said it, baby. Let's go Hoosiers. We've, we went two wins in the Big Ten tournament. We played a really good I, Iowa team here to the brink. In fact, as we uh, record this right now, Iowa's up five against Purdue here in the Big Ten championship game. So we could potentially have taken the Big Ten tourney champ to uh, the last possession of the game. Right. Hopefully that's enough to get us in the tournament right there. Even if it's a playing game on that Wednesday night, that's fine. 
Let's go Hoosiers. First time back in the tournament since I believe it was 16, maybe it was 17. Since Tom Crean was the coach, who they fired for missing the tournament once. That's true. And Georgia has since let him go. So, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, anytime I use winning, I'm excited and the state's excited, at least half the state, the other state, I have half the state. They, we don't, they don't matter. So whatever. Uh, they're about to lose the big 10 championship. I hope. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it's okay. So IU basketball is back two wins in the big 10 tournament and what a, a 11 seed coming up. I'll take it for him, baby. Okay. I'm, I'm, you know what? We're going dancing. We're going TikTok dancing right here, man. Who um, is that? Like, uh, like Brian Kelly with his recruits. Yep. Um, who, well, so I, who, I need to work on my fake Southern accent first, but my my mom actually grew up just outside of Bloomington, Bloomfield. It's Green County. It's you know it's about twenty minutes outside of Bloomington, and um, so I really, as a kid, I was really into IU basketball. Her, her grand, my grandfather, her father was a booster of. Um, uh, you you know in the 40s 50s 60s whatever um who's who are the good teams this year in the tournament like is it like same as usual like baylor duke gonzaga like kentucky yeah. sure i haven't followed it as closely as like yeah, i have in the past uh but you know we'll, we'll see there's always uh we'll see if it's the blue bloods all the time uh gonzaga they're up there i don't think they've ever won right i think that's the gonzaga thing they've gotten to the championship a couple of times but they've never won yeah, they've 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 been in there and they're usually the rank number one coming in and then they just don't quite okay, so Gonzaga has this um the guy who's potentially the number one pick in the draft. And now now we're getting into my now now you're in my territory. Sure. Uh NBA. So and the, the Pacers are um continuing to play and develop young players. That's which is a nice way of saying we're not interested in winning because winning hurts our chances of getting a, a really high draft pick. And that's how you, if you're not, um, if you're not the Lakers or the Nets or the Knicks, that's kind of how you get good yeah, players right. to come to your team is the draft. So this guy is seven feet tall. Have you heard of him? Chet Holmgren. Chet and, Holmgren. Yes. Chet. Yes. Uh, he's, he is of the uh, Caucasian uh, persuasion. Um, if you couldn't guess by the name Chet Holmgren, Chet, Chet was a bit of a giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this guy is seven feet tall and okay. he weighs 190 pounds. Well, that, that's just not enough. <laughs> he looks like a toothpick, I'm sure. Yes. But apparently he can, you know, he can, uh, he's seven feet tall, so he's a center, but he is can he also like play a, point guard. So is he alert to the weight room? What's that? Is he like allergic to the weight room or something? This guy just, he just doesn't want to get big. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I haven't met, I haven't met him yet. I don't know that I've ever met anybody in my life named Chet. What is Chet a nickname for Charles? I don't know. No. Kathleen just said, my wife just said that it's her great uncle's name. I never met him though. So there was a famous newscaster in the sixties who was named Chet, but that's the only is that, Chet. is that who, uh, is that who Will Ferrell's character in Anchorman is? Is that who Ron Burgundy is based off of? I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like Ron Burgundy's a little bit more Walter Cronkite, which would be way funnier, which is also <laughs> not true, about that, but it is a lot funnier to think about. Um, okay, so I always, in the tournament, I every year I would pick Kentucky. And then, you know, I mean, we work at, we've taught high school for a while, right? So the kids are all, the tournament bracket comes out and the kid's like, who'd you pick? And then you say, and they're like, that's not going to happen. And you're like, 
okay, well, that's, I, you told me pick one team and you get the other 67. Yeah, you're probably going to be right. Sure. I would always pick Kentucky and they would say, why do you think Kentucky's going to win? And my reasoning would always be, don't all the best players go to Kentucky? There's like uh, of the top 10 much. recruits, don't like seven of them go to Kentucky every year? Yeah, that, that was going on for a while. I don't I think that's kind of fallen off a little bit here recently. But yes, they were they were going, you know, and I I'm sure, you know, it's on the up and up there with Kalapari, right? I can't imagine that like, you know, anything going on with maybe a, a booster or a nice Lexus. There's there's no a, who cares? There's no rules now. There's no rules. There were no rules to begin with, but now they at least they're just like, hey, by the way, there's officially no rules. Just get paid whatever you want. We don't care. Well, no, there are rules, but like you can get paid from endorsement or like, yeah. yeah well, the rule is there's no, the rule like, is there are no rules. Yeah. Well, it depends on who you, the NCAA has always been the wild west. And now it's just even more so like that. The saloon doors swinging open, come in and out, do whatever you want. Like Guns blazing, man. Finger guns. Oh. Did you like back to the future three? Have not seen it. My, my girlfriend made me watch back to the future. And I think back to future two. And then I think I put my foot down and said, I'm not watching the third one. So. Um, I've seen, I've seen them all way too many times. Um, okay. So who's going to, so I always pick Kentucky. Okay. And then I stopped because Kentucky never won. And then yeah. I, one year I picked Virginia and they lost to the 16th seed. Yeah, that's fun. So the next year I was like, I'm going to pick Virginia. They owe me. And I think they know it. And that next year they won. So I always pick Virginia, but it sounds like Virginia is not even going to make the tournament. No. Hey, here we go. Since we're talking about this and we're coaches, let's go to the coaches poll in the NCAA men's tournament here. And let's just go going into this week, right? You want five or 10? How many you want? Five. Top five teams. Number one, Gonzaga, right? Okay. I'm not picking two, Gonzaga. Two, Arizona. Three, Baylor, four, Auburn, and five, your team in blue, Kentucky Wildcats. Isn't, isn't Arizona like the number one school that plays like, uh, like loose with the rules? Oh, probably. They had that one. It's like their coat. Yeah, wasn't he like almost in jail or whatever for? You said it was a Wild West, man. What, what is more Wild West? Yeah, you, yeah you're, you're telling me. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm not going to pick any of those teams. Maybe Virginia will sneak in. I can pick them. Virginia, yikes, they're not in the top 25, so. That's okay. They, they take 68. We'll see. We'll the Duke see. Blue Devils lost. Uh, I'm, not the, picking, uh, I'm not picking Duke. You're not picking them? Shashevsky's no, last chance. You don't want to oh. do that? How oh, about come Kansas? on. They're another blue blood. Who? Kansas. Yeah, I might pick Kansas. How many, how many times have you seen Joe Dirt? Um, I've seen it like once or twice. Yeah. There's the, the line in Joe Dirt. So that Christopher Walken's like the janitor of the school. Yeah. And he, he was a former like mobster and he's supposed to be in the witness protection program. And, uh, he always, he always tell these stories because his background is supposed to be that he came from Kansas, but he'll tell these stories like, Hey, what happened to whatever? Oh, he was shot to death nine times in New York city. He goes, I, I, I'm, I'm in Kansas. Kansas. That's where I. So whenever I talk about Kansas, I would say New York City. New York City. Oh, sorry. I mean Kansas. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna watch uh, some tournament games here. This. I'm picking uh, Kansas. You, talk, you talked me into it. You're going. Kansas. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, next Saturday in the evening. There's uh, we host. Uh, we as in Indianapolis hosts. Uh, 
I think round two, I believe that is the two Thursday, Fridays around one Saturday, Sunday. So those are, Oh, you know, but you know, who's, so you know, who's probably going to play in that. Well, no, I'll find out after, but well, but Purdue, because they do it geographically with Purdue's going to be a high seed. Right. And they try to place the high seeds close to home. Yeah. But you're also assuming that Purdue is going to win their first game in the tournament. Well, that's true. That's true. All right. Hey, anything else? Um, I don't know. That's it for me, I guess. I'm excited. Like you said, track and field coming yeah. up. Yeah, spring is here. It's the first unofficial day of spring. Yeah, it's nice and sunny out today. A little, a little chilly, but nice and sunny. Yeah. Went to the library. Got some books. It's a good day. Like, well, my kid wanted to go to Westfield Library. He's like, why can't we go to West? I was like, we, we don't live in Westfield. We can't. You can go there and play, but we can't check out books. We don't. What What are you reading? What are you reading to your son here at the uh, at bedtime? Oh gosh, uh, he's got a book of like uh, nursery rhymes that uh, Mimi, my my mom, his grandmother bought him, where it just like substitutes his name in for whatever. So oh, okay. kind of likes that. And then we're we're having a second kid, and so my mom bought him a book that like tells you like you know here's how to you know here's how to be a good. Here's how to be a good uh, big brother. And it like puts his name in there. And then it also puts like our daughter's name in there. Yeah. Our, our, our kid that's going to be born in uh, ch- shout out uh, Chad Wallace, friend of the pod. Our daughters will have the same name. Yeah. So another Westfield connection right there. There you go. Yeah. He lives in Westfield. Well, he can go to the Westfield library. So actually maybe I should be texting Chad to be like, Hey, can you meet us at the Westfield library? So you can check Let some books out. Yeah. We can't, we can't get those. Yeah. yeah, the Carmel Library is in an old marsh. The regular library is under construction. So, and when is that going to be done? Late 2022. So, I probably like, you know, March of 2024. Right. That's, that seems extremely late 2022. So, yep. Cool, man. All right. Well, I'll see you tomorrow and then every day until we're in our 60s, probably. Awesome. I appreciate you having me. All right. Thanks.